Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com It's 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, the big story, the Democrats have introduced a decrim bill out of Congress. Also, Charlie Kirk said some weird stuff. Tiger King released a new cannabis brand, all that and more. But first, Andy and Tom, happy Father's Day, right? Oh, yeah. Happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Tom, oh. is your first one? Uh, yes, this is my first Father's Day. I decided to skip every other one of my previous 40 years. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just it just turns out that you're able to do that when you live in the netherworld that I do. Uh, but, you know, thanks so much for stopping in. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun on today's show. We have a new sponsor. We, we're going to be able to play What's in the Box. Hey, and, and, I, and I got a co-host. Say oh, Mickey, tell them about your co-host. Everybody knows her. Her name's Mary. Her name's Mary. She's uh, she's a delightful young lady. Uh, really doesn't need much. Just some love. Loves the sun. She loves basking in the sun. Loves basking uh, in the all sun. All day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's in the box? What's in the box? I don't, we aren't going to play what's in the box yet. This is from our new sponsor. Uh, I think it's 42365. They're sponsoring our It's 420 Somewhere, and they sent us stuff, which I think they either want us to do as an unbox or as a product review. Uh, so give us a like and to, tune in later for an unboxing and product review of, mm, I think it is 42365. Yeah, right on. Cool. I don't know. Like, where's our uh, one of the things we have to do is give a shout out to Lauren because she actually prepares all of our notes for our our um, show. And like it allowed well, me to move this weekend. I, I had no time to put together a show. <laughs> but, uh, shout out to Lauren. She's the backbone of us, man. I mean, she puts yeah. all this shit together, keeps us in line and, uh, you know, it helps uh, sort out as as we work out through the uh, the CLN story. <laughs> You know, but uh, how about this? Uh, the, the Democrats interested in bill to end the war on drugs in the Rolling Stone, huh? About time. Fifty years too late. In uh, yeah. the most recent failed policy of the 20th century news, the last Thursday was the 50th anniversary of President Nixon declaring the war on drugs because public enemy number one is drugs. 
<laughs> yeah. Five decades and hundreds of billions of dollars later, the war on drugs has nothing to do to curb addiction. Instead, it has destroyed the lives of families and communities and millions of Americans. This portion of people of color who have been incarcerated for drug offenses. And again, Nixon is heard saying, how are we going to control those blacks and those uh, hippies? I'm mean, like, damn Jews. What the Jews? is wrong with the Jews? And and I, listen, it? I love that. Uh, we've done shows before where we're just ripping on Nixon with because he would record himself. And so there yeah. are tapes and there's transcripts and you could read the stuff that he said. Oh, you know what else we have to pitch? Yeah. Look at the shirts. Look at oh, the yeah. shirts. Our oh, shirts yeah. are our, our tour shirts are fine. They're in. They're in. Uh, there you go. And then on the back is the dates. Oh, and so, like, you can oh, see, uh, well, one of us has to show the back. So, for the dates, uh, there you, go. you know, it's that, those dates. There you go. Well, that, that didn't work at all. Because, like, you know, I've already been screwing with my camera. Um, as I have nothing better to do. And so uh, it's 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 just not working. But we are going to be out there on tour. And if you guys are, if you if you join the channel uh, and you're a member of the channel, Miggy posted some exclusive content last night. Check that out. But also uh, we can give you shirts now. Uh, yeah. So if you were a legalizer in chief, please hit me up on Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer and then we'll mail you out your shirt oh, or come see us Thursday or Friday in Chicago. Our first, uh, our next tour date is on uh, Thursday and Friday in Chicago. We have some tickets. So tune in on Wednesday's show. We'll give away a few, a few free tickets. And when we're at it, I mean, let's just knock it out. Cause this is uh, using a, uh, a cannabis industrial marketplace, right? Going through. Right. So if people want to like still, uh, you know, get a ticket, uh, they can use our promo code CLB 15 for 15% off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, uh, yeah. representatives Corey Bush and Bonnie Watson Coleman were attempting to undo some of the damage by introducing the Drug Policy Reform Act. That is an act that I really need to sit down and read after I get a minute. You know, you know what act I think, though? I mean, like, this is nice. I, I get warm fuzzies when they do this, but you know what act I'm waiting for? Chuck Schumer's It's Coming Soon Act. Or, or how about we just kill the effing filibuster? Like, like, oh, like, like no, I don't want the. We don't have to kill the filibuster. Let's right. clock back the filibuster to what it was before 2013. If you want to object and bitch about it, show up, do it. Exactly. But again, again, we're going to talk about progress. We got, we got to, you know, this is part of the rules. This is how we win. If like, if these guys aren't going to play nice, put the filibuster back. Make them work it. You know, make them work for their money. And I think it's weird how. Like politicians and the stance in the filibuster, like, oh no, we, we like it how it is now with this, this like sixty percent vote bullshit. No, man, if you put it back the way it used to be, because right now all it is, uh, politicians are going, I don't want to work. That's all they're saying. And it's only it's not all politicians. It's not like there's a filibuster in the House we're worried about. It's a filibuster in the Senate, and then yeah. somebody says they object, and then the only way to get over that is for sixty votes to get exit cloture, which is a funny word for fuck you in like Latin or something. Seriously? And then uh, that cloture vote will never happen because the the country's fairly divided. It's about a fifty fifty country, you know, Democrats and Republicans. So but divided they, over what though, man? Like, I mean, like, so listen to the article though. The public appetite for drug policy reform hasn't warrant uh, waned as it waits for movement uh washington dc the pew research uh center found in april that over 90 percent of americans believe in cannabis should be legal like 
What are we 50-50 on? We all agree that weed's okay. <laughs> well, the, the big thing that's playing out right now is that there's uh, two camps in this. There's the limited market camp, and then there's the open market camp. And yeah. people are using the limited market camp to strong arm and uh, take over basically the industry and, and then exclude everybody else out of it. So it's not like you know owning a bar or even a brewery. Uh, both of those things have quite the upfront cost, but it's not like somebody's going to sit there and systematically keep you out of the industry or you know artificially create uh, the price of the liquor license any more than it should be it's it, it's that's probably why a lot of it's going to happen and then you're going to have the parties that are already making money you could buy their their stock right now uh and they're going to want to continue to make more money they aren't going to want to give up more of the the, the pie they're going to want to keep all the pie and, and so you have the uh, traditional legacy um untaxed market that's going to continue to operate out there so when your state is making that policy decision what are we supposed to do uh you're supposed to bring the illicit market into compliance that's it you're not supposed to create millionaires and and lock out the illicit market from accessing that yeah. no you're supposed to make all marijuana safe and if you need it taxed you see ideally i mean not even ideally like like that sounds um like sure we're supposed to get the illicit market out of the way or whatever but you know once the legalization kicks in to where it's like as legal as broccoli I mean, at what point will that matter? It's going to hurt the MSOs because people are going to realize this is such a benign thing to be upset about. And then like growing good weeds hard. Growing, well, you know what? You know, this is one of the free few episodes that we actually have the ability to talk to the plant. So so let's oh. ask Mary. Mary, uh, how would you like to see this play out? I heard home grow. Oh, I like that. Home grow. That is delightful. Well, legalization for all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it's called the Drug Policy Reform Act. Uh, give us a thumbs up and then uh, click the like button or, or subscribe. I'll find that uh, and then I'll do a bit on that where I go through all the sections of it. And then we will talk about what would happen if that pass. Well, and then also in cool news, the uh, federal appeals court hears marijuana rescheduling arguments in case against the DA. In yeah, that was a big one. The case against the DA, the federal appeals court has heard this and the federal appeals court described their uh, reaction to this as a very strange case, the way that it was brought procedurally. Uh, that's what Judge William Fletcher said. It's a really odd case at the beginning of the hearing, which lasted approximately 30 minutes. The lawsuit is about the DEA's rejection of a cannabis rescheduling petition last year. The judge noted that the veterans and researchers now suing the DNA, DEA were not party to that petition, which well, raises questions of standing and then standing mm -hmm. and, and on these types of things. A court, especially in the federal courts, are always looking for whatever they can to see if they have jurisdiction to decide an issue. Uh, and then if the parties have standing to actually bring the issue, if they do not, they usually kick it out. So look for this lawsuit to be kicked out. That's good. Well, I mean, yeah, that sucks, though. But when it comes to standing, though, don't we all have standing? And, and I see where you guys are coming from. No, it's saying, very hey. simple. This is how standing works. <laughs> Because I wasn't the one that initiated the, the lawsuit, though, right? I mean, is that essentially what the... the uh, yes, you were not a party that has the, the... Yeah, you do not have the harm. And so uh, the person... Well, the, the plaintiff actually does kind of have some of the harm. One of the plaintiffs is one of the uh, license holders uh, out west, and they're going to be... They just were granted the DEA license for actual you know cultivating a medical cannabis. So it'll be really, really interesting. But uh, it wasn't them directly. It was them in spirit, 
more than directly. Uh, and, and as a result of that, I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they deke them on uh, the lack of standing uh, and then they could file their own action and then have the, the DEA again say, no way, no way. And then um, uh, we'll be a few more years into the future. And hopefully the more act is passed, but there's just no way the more Act's going to pass. And it's not necessarily right. only because of the filibuster. The industry is still, you know, I'm having that that internal struggle between limited markets and Oklahoma. Well, it's an identity crisis, but I think it's also a identity crisis that we're also trying to that threshold of people who don't consume. Right. Like we, we talked about yesterday or the, uh, the other show with the um, emulsion guy, you know, nano guy. It's like, you know. The market you're trying to get into, the, the the people we're trying to plead to are not the guys who smoke weed every day. The thing is, though, once people get past that point of like, well, I'm not going to smoke because it's illegal, and then they smoke it, they become that at smoke weed every day guy. Like, that's the yeah. thing. is like this plant is not – it's once you realize it's, it's – it's, 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 you've been lied to all your life. Right. Like, all your fucking life in every all fucking situation. Yeah. Politicians. Uh, it's, just, it's the same effect of saying like January 6th was a friendly uh, uh, tour. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, here's some bullshit lies and like self-serving lies. That's exactly. it. I mean, like, they're, they're just lies, but those lies are good for me. So I hope that you enjoy them. And some, one of the, uh, one of the listeners is asking, uh, Southern Charm Vapors asks, I want a shirt. I will pay real easy. You can join the channel as a legalizer in chief for a month. And then we will uh, mail you out a shirt. Uh, we should probably make it too. Cause we're going to take a bath on these. Uh, we'll, we'll do the books and records after the shirts are gone and we'll see if we broke even on them because we're at least trying to make our expenses guys and, you know what enjoying so you can watch videos of me dying while i dab i mean that's this, oh yeah this is what you, this is what for. and then yeah. also uh, all of our webinars we got a webinar on delivery licenses coming up in two weeks uh the tuesday after next and then our webinars are exclusive for our members. And so we put our webinars out kind of like the Disney vault of Cinderella and crap. They just bring it out every so often and re-release it into theaters. <laughs> uh, and so we premiere it. And then after 24 hours, it becomes members only. So the members can always go back and there's getting to be a lot of really good webinar content on there. There's going to be a lot more good webinar content on our channel in a few more years. I think so. I mean, and, and, you know, we're, we're here documenting like not just the history, but like, you know, we want to be like, have fun, but you can't do it. Well, we as the rules of licenses. Like, yeah, people with cannabis licenses, even in Oklahoma, are in business. That is oh. a good thing. You know, it's not yes. like it's going to save your business from getting a can <laughs> excluding other people so that you have a monopoly on having a cannabis license doesn't necessarily mean that you're good at business. It just meant that you're fucking the market. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like people who are mad about, like, say, uh, a certain uh, minority month. Right. Celebrating one person does not take away from you. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, let's. Well, we can all, know, if there was going to be a white history month besides every month, uh, which month is the whitest, would you say? <laughs> like that's that's December- a question that we're going to ask England. They have a lot of white people there. <laughs> no, you don't say. I do. <laughs> hey, how about that Tiger King? <laughs> Oh, let's 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 at least kind of like uh, do we do we kill the DEA thing? There's so much there's so oh. much content in the DEA because we just blow on over to the Tiger King. We should probably. Oh, I get it. 
Wait a minute. If we if we talk about this DEA thing for just a little bit more, then we're going to be at 20 past the hour. So uh, the and plaintiffs filed this lawsuit, Sicily versus the DEA against the federal agency last May. And they contended the DEA's justification for maintaining a schedule and status for cannabis violates the Constitution on numerous grounds. Of course it does. They must have read that book that I wrote, Satan Smoke, from 10 years ago, where I really only focus on a couple of the grounds of why it's unconstitutional, mostly the due process ones. Uh, and then the Sicily lawsuits of the lead plaintiff and president of Scottsdale Research Institute, SRI, one of the MS, it's not necessarily an MSO, it's a vertical operator in Scottsdale, Arizona. And they are a DEA licensed researcher focused on investigating therapeutic potential of cannabis for veterans. She sought to become a federally authorized manu- marijuana manufacturer so her facility can produce higher quality products for studies. SRI has already taken the, to the feds to court over the past uh, over the past for marijuana decisions uh, with results to show for it. The Institute successfully forced the DEA to update their status on the application processing and then got it to the Justice Department to hand over that secret memo where the DEA allegedly justified uh, used to justify a delay in deciding these protocols. Um, we're going to have to work on my uh, dyslexia uh, or we're going to have to like try to break up the notes a little bit because I will just read the second sentences word and then like forget where I'm at. And no, I haven't even been smoking. Um, it's just how that goes. But uh, last month, Cecily and the SRI received preliminary approval from the DEA to be one of the f- first new federally authorized cultivators of cannabis for research. So slogging and punching against the DEA has returned results for SRI in the past. Let's hope they continue to fight the good fight. If they have the money to absorb and pay for the lawyers, keep fucking suing the bastards. These guys will not admit what they're doing is wrong, and they should. You know what time it is? 420. Uh, I haven't even packed my bowl. Just just slacking on this Father's Day. That's right. Oh, not the wind. Well, that's okay. I've only used that to pack my bowl, but uh, our sponsor that's out there, where is our sponsor's stuff? Because I don't, they're a new sponsor. 425. Do we got anything about the sponsor, Lauren? Hey, I got a question. I feel weird smoking my bowl in front of my plant. Is that kind of like eating bacon in front of a pig? I'm just... It's like, should I hide this from her? Should I not be doing this? Am I scarring her? No, not really. No, but uh, uh, again, this is this is a little thing before we do another break because, like, Mickey and I missed our last break last time as I was packing and he was uh, he he had a wind issue with Mary. So you know, just be good to her, be gentle. Uh, You see, this isn't like eating a pork in front of a pig. This is more along the line of a plant that's completed its life cycle in which you are enjoying it. You know, the pig ah. doesn't sit there, lay down and go, okay, I'm gone. You know, it doesn't, an apple doesn't just sit there on the tree getting old and turning into an apple raisin. No, it falls off the tree when it's ready to be eaten. And with that, <laughs> we're going to hit this one more time. <laughs> Because two 420s is two 422s. Two 420s to two 420, no, no, for 420. <laughs> Check them out. And then also, that was a new uh, 420 somewhere bumper. Looks good. <laughs> what up, Tiger King? Come Tiger back to King my life. Train. 
<laughs> Tiger King Joe Exotic is launching his own cannabis line from prison because it is that easy to get a cannabis license in Oklahoma. God. I'm assuming this is coming out of Oklahoma. Maybe it is not. Um, He's coming to multiple products in Colorado, uh, California, and his former home of Oklahoma. Yeah, three states he's hitting. Holy shit. Joe so Exotic on Netflix Tiger King series is launching marijuana from his Texas prison cell. Currently, he is residing in Texas. It's just a license deal, though. I mean, that's all this fucking is. This guy's locked up. Someone is greedy. Was like, you know what? If I just get him to sign this, I can, you know. And here, you, here we are talking about it. Like, and I've seen it talked about several other places. I'm oh great. You're gonna pick up the Tiger King's cannabis once, and if it sucks, you're never gonna pick it up again. Exactly. That, that's how it goes. Or, or like, uh, I mean, that's the thing I worry about, like white labeling and, um, uh, uh, like, uh, like even just red products, like. Before you put your name on it, you got to know the quality there. You have to experience it. How's this guy going to be checking quality from prison? That is uh, something. And then not only that, you know, evidently uh, Exotic, whose real name is Joseph Montalando Passage, tweeted, they will. Inc- so he's got tweets in prison. That's pretty cool. They will include edibles and various top shelf exotic strains. I'm not sure if that's how Joe Exotic sounds. Can't be. The product will be sold in dispensaries in the three states. Nicky already went over. Uh, and his attorney, Brad Small, said that Joe Exotic is directed in the business through phone calls and emails. I tell you what, you can be locked up. I mean, I might get like a lot more stuff done if I was locked up. Because then I I wouldn't be able to be like doing stuff. I'd just be like, well, I guess I can go back to writing that Dostoevsky-esque like phone book style uh, novel. You know, uh, Emperor Wears His Clothes was written in prison. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, Over a year, he was incarcerated for uh, uh, a small amount of cannabis, and he wrote The Emperor. Well, that's, uh, you know, Jordan Belfort wrote his book, The Wolf of Wall Street in prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, all the Russians. Tommy Chong told him to. (laughs) Authors. Yeah. Yes, the the Russians, they like to lock up their authors so that they can, you know, not be busy and write books. Is it prisoners that become authors or authors that become prisoners? I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but Exotic is uh, one of them, and he's certainly currently serving a 22-year sentence after being convicted of murder for hire and 17 wildlife charges from 2019. Hey, fuck Carol Baskin. That bitch oh, Carol Baskin. That bitch Carol Baskin, the one who killed her husband. That one, yeah. <laughs> They're all a bunch of slimy motherfuckers, though. Like, the whole thing well, was I like, know that. I know, now, prosecutors from the U.S. Attorney's Office maintained that Joe Exotic paid three grand to have someone murder big cat rival Carol fucking Baskin. You ever see his video, though? It was actually quite good. He was actually quite a good singer, quite a good musician. I can't believe that you think you could put a hit out on somebody for five grand and not get caught. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Then that well, I, I also think it's going to be harder and harder for you to put out a hit on somebody and not get caught. But then again, uh, the world is a big place with a lot of weirdos. <laughs> That's it, brother. Hey, you want to do a name that strain? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not, we, it's not this one. I can, I can rest assured because this one comes from Bago Seed. You know what else Joe Exotic's doing besides weed? What's that? NFTs. Oh, shit, yeah. Yep. So Joe Exotic is trying to wrestle up some of that money from the fame to pay for his lawyer to get him out before his 22 year sentence is over. Oh, let's get two ahead. We, we, we still got another thing that I could get mad about. Whoa. <laughs> you get, you get mad at something, man. 
<laughs> well, this bullshit here, tr- pro-Trump pundit Charlie Kirk says getting marijuana delivered to your home is actually slavery. I'm tired of these freaking uh, victim self-victimization, the war on Christmas, the uh, motherfuckers who just think like, oh, I'm just going to throw these like, you're the racist. You're They're addicted you're, to rage. They're you're rage hawks. <laughs> They want to. They want confrontation. They want to push buttons. They just want to be like, rah, 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 and just, just no thinking, react. But I mean, he's Turning Point USA founder. Like that's a pretty huge, like right wing, uh, like conservative people. Like not people like I know, but like people with money respect these fuckers and throw money at it like it's cool. And now you're just encouraging it's just like uh, uh, subliminal racism almost. Yes. And all, that's all these conversations these guys create. Probably for profit, too. <laughs> oh, that's your story. Outrage, right? Like, I mean, yeah, honestly, the outrage dude, industry. The outrage yeah. industry is huge. I mean, like, if you look at Rush Limbaugh, he's passed away now, but that, that was essentially like the outrage industry, in my opinion, where it's, well, that talk radio. I think uh, Alex Jones is the outrage industry. Some people, that's their business model. We'll whip people up into a frenzy and they will be outraged. And then they'll buy mean, our shit. There's things to be mad about, but like that's like prohibition, like 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 legalization. People in jail. Another freaking Republican pundit I saw, and I apologize for my neighbor doing the, the saw in the background, but uh, I'm trying to move the mic so maybe you guys don't hear it as much. But uh, oh no, I uh, couldn't, I couldn't tell. I just thought it was your robot because oh, cool. your, your, like Miggy is part android. It's quite interesting, you know. He's got yes. uh, mostly robotics by now. Yeah. But uh, this guy was saying how ah uh, 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 oh, shit, man, I fucking act like that. Let's go. On. <laughs> You know what we should do then? You know, it's this is a name that strain kind of a moment. Let's go there ahead go. and play name that strain. Right on. Ooh, that's a long one. That's a pretty that's a, one. Little nuggets on a that make up the cola, huh? like little tiny balls. Oh yeah, and then uh, that is uh, that's clearly hand trimmed. I mean, that is a clean trim where you can see into the little nooks and crannies of the flower. Um, yeah. I got light in my background, so I can see the dark oranges and light hues, and that's about it. Yep. Really, I can see. Well, uh, yeah, there's there's nice bracts that kind of look like big and bulbous, you know, kind of like round. You're, you wouldn't uh, like if you saw a seed in one, you kind of wouldn't be surprised, but it doesn't look like there's any seeds in that whatsoever. Uh, and then they have a lot of red uh, hairs that have matured. And, and then there's some all the sugar leaves have been very clipped and very neatly manicured, probably by hand. So it, it looks like it's a job well done right there. So name that strain. It is named after some form of candy. There's your hint. A popular candy in this. Oh, don't give them too much. Hey, hey, but uh, if you do want to get one of these shirts, and I hope that I do see you on Thursday, that'd be awesome because we will be in Chicago. Uh, we'll be in Chicago on June 24th and 25th uh, at the Cannabis Industrial Marketplace trade show. Uh, if you want to get tickets to that, we will put a link down uh, in the first comment and pin that at cannabisimp.com and use our promo code CLB15. For 15% off, go on over to CannabisIMP.com, buy yourself some tickets. Uh, we do have some free ones to give away, so uh, tune in on Wednesday. We'll do that, and uh, nice. we'll follow up with the people. Jen over at the – yeah, boy, everybody's just getting it. it. There you go. Oh, that's somebody had the, the color. I'm not sure if that was green, Runts. Well, now we can lead into this, though. What's the deal with Runts, and why is we, we strain so popular? Let's do it. <laughs> What's, What's the deal, the deal with runs? Uh, you know, I don't know. 
I mean, like, so runs a cannabis strain bred, born and likely booming, uh, blooming only in Los Angeles can be difficult to find outside of Tinseltown city limits. Reported a cross of Skittles in Gelato 33 that would make runs yet another acclaimed strain that draws its vibrant genetics from Burner and the legendary Cookies brand. I, I, I haven't found any, like, have you smoked runs? No, but you have to understand, like, this is uh, branding done really, exactly really well. And uh, not only that, this is using um, an, an existing brand already so that when the person's like going over the list of all the weed that's that that bag man has, and it can be like, how many SKUs do you think's in an, L, in an L.A. dispensary? How many different SKUs? Like, oh, my God. 200 for what? Just weed? Uh, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, there has to be so many SKUs. In a a lot, yes. Yeah. I mean, the variety, yeah. They definitely have many varieties. And, and that's the thing about this runs. I've, I've had some of that Skittles. Not impressed. I had a, uh, I think it's runs. Again, not impressed where I'm just like, oh, I really want that back. Like, I, 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 think, I think what Chad uh, put it best, he put hype upon hype. Like, again, I think it's just good burner marketing. Like, the guy is just good at marketing. These are kids being swooed by something you know like i'm still chasing like old stuff like god's gift and and i still like my blue dreams and right the shit that i've had before that i know was good you know yeah or uh, the stuff that i was smoking on that's not here right now uh i finally bought uh an mso's stuff because i like finally saw it and so i finally have had some acreage holding crap and uh let me it's it was it was crap but it wasn't that bad it was actually a fairly decent og kush uh try you know, like where they they're making that type of genetic. It wasn't, you know, that particular cut. I'm sure the genetics were very, very similar, like they made it themselves. Uh, so that was good. You know, the thing about weed, too, is like uh, terpenes and, and uh, the body of it, like it speaks to you, right? Like when you smoke it and smell it and, and you know, like this, these guys right here, this man, Mark Farms, I love this fluffy nug. I don't know what it is about this this type of nug, but it really draws me in. And then to smoke it, I'm never disappointed. Uh, his gas is a lot, I don't, and I don't know what the difference is of why that nug is so fluffy versus the, the tight ones, right? Well, that could have just been fresh picked and like, you know, wet trimmed and then they, they shot it. And so like there are professional uh, weed photographers out there, mm. which is a great thing to say. And what do you do, sir? I am a professional weed photographer. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's just not a bad job. But I think that this runts type of stuff where they name it like that was done to uh, ensure that the person that's reading that menu of 85 million things is like, oh, I'm going to try that runts uh, because of that candy uh, recollection they already have in their head. They did the same thing with Girl Scout cookie, in my opinion, or like mm. Skittles is doing that. Whenever you name your stuff, some other candy or like some childhood brand that a large po- percent of the population knows about, you're just clearly piggybacking on that uh, common uh, shared knowledge to stand out and differentiate yourself from like just a sheet of the same old stuff or, yeah. No, you're right. It's about branding and, 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 and labeling, and that's why, like, when I uh, had that run the jewels weed, I don't, I don't get excited and be like, ah, oh, uh, this is actually run the jewels weed. No, but I'm just saying, if I buy it and it has your name on it, it better be good. And it was, it was a really good farm. They they, they outsourced it really well. But uh, well, yeah. But then there's so many different ways of genetics, and so there's so many different flavors in the cannabis rainbow. Yes. That you can have these types of things where I mean, is it really the weed or is it just marketing? Exactly. You know, part of it's psychological. You know, most people get their fix or whatever, and not even like 
like I don't know about you, but I do try and every every hit, I would try and uh, savor it and enjoy it and be like, "Yep, that was a good one." Yeah, yeah I uh, I've got the Ganjier course that I'm doing, and so that's when I'm going to go out to Humboldt in October. Hope to see you guys out there. So they have this pretty sweet app, which you can do. Uh, let's see, I'd have to go back. No, I, I'd have to exit that. Okay, so like it, it's just like a weed journal tracker for your experience. It's a systematic assessment protocol. But see, look, so Chad has a good point here. He talks about how, oops, wrong one. Uh, damn right, there you are, buddy. Sour Patch Kids. He talks about how ultimately, you know, it's going to be like farmers copying farmers just for the brand, right? But right. this is why I always talk about how, like, it should the farmers should be highlighted. Like, if we know right. the farms and, and the source, the actual source. Now, again, I don't care, like, my – everything I, I want and, like, good – I always wonder about the source. Like, I'm a non-vegetarian, and I like good steaks. And, and and I used to get steaks from Montana because there's really good ranches and stuff out there. And then I know the quality and differences in the meat. Where and then here in Washington, beer, uh, locally sourced beer, it's not bad. And and then I know the breweries. Some breweries are my go-to's, and other ones you avoid. <laughs> you know. And I think the same can be said about farmers in these stores. Right. But people don't talk about them as much. You know what they do talk about though. Hmm. They talk about the tastes and the terpenes. True. And so, like, that's maybe one of the other things why it was runs because the grower could have said, well, aside from marketing, we've covered that topic, you know, fairly well. But uh, <laughs> the strain is a distinctly tropical sugary scent that makes it smell more like candy than weed. So sometimes I love those types that you get. Like Point Brank was one of them that I recall buying in Michigan. Uh, Roger makes one like Florida Purple that I think Revolution is marketing as Miami punch like where they they just have a really interesting terp profile and so like it's flavor and it's smell and everything it's more like a fruit than that traditional og kush like you know where you have that gas but it is like a little bit you know lemony yeah yeah Um, yeah. i get you so and speaking of um like you leaving out state weed because you've been to florida why does florida hate weed Oh, Florida is like on the other side of the fence when it comes to what the industry is. And so Florida is the absolute legitimate top down. You cannot you're going to control the supply model and you're trying to do two things in Florida. The policy goal in Florida is not to make sure that Florida doesn't have people being arrested for weed or it's not illegal or a crime to have weed. Florida wants to make sure that the people that are making money legally in weed are just billionaires. Because, uh, you know, in a new marijuana moment, Florida Supreme Court kills another marijuana legalization ballot measure for 2022. Like, so Florida Supreme Court has killed another marijuana legalization ballot invalidating a proposal on Thursday because a majority of justices and said summaries is misleading. Which And so this is the second citizen initiative that the court has nullified this year that would have established a regulated marijuana market in the state. I don't get it, man. Like, how? Well, is she still there? Oh, the shit. I'm sitting here reading. Fuck, I'll keep on reading. As in the past case, the ruling was decided based on statutory challenging and a single phrase. The ballot used the words limited use in reference to activities that would be made lawful for adults. But the justice said that it makes the, the measure affirmative misleading because of separate language, including the full text, and is therefore invalid. This this shit kills me how I know in courts they do that a lot where they and again just like with the Supreme Court decision where uh they say like the Supreme Court's not there to legislate. But shouldn't they be there for like some sort of common sense though when they say, okay, we're gonna the, the will of the people is clearly in here. Well, who appointed that Supreme Court? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, the right. Republicans that were in the government. Right. 
So like, yeah. So it's yeah. all political, right? You're you're, you're saying like people base decisions based upon what's going to yeah. ensure their political stance further. The, uh, five justice majority wrote a ballot. The ballot summary plainly tells voters that the proposed amendment limits the personal use, i.e. consumption of recreational manor, marijuana <laughs> by age eligible persons. But the proposed amendment itself does not do so. And so, you know, it's one of those things where they're going to pick whatever it is. It's affirmatively misleading now. But last yeah. time it didn't uh, satisfy the one question. Now it's misleading. Be- what, what aspect of it's misleading? Well, you know, somebody who reads this might think that they're voting to criminalize it and not, you know, they, so like the opinion goes on. Even if this language, when viewed in isolation, could somehow be argued to establish a limitation on per- personal use in an amount equal to a quantity reasonably indicative of personal use or for that use of household members, any such argument is argued by the fact that the same section of the proposed amendment further provides the enumerated quantities are minimum quantities subject to increase by state, county, or municipal legislation, but not subject to de- de- a decrease. It's like, oh my gosh, can't we just have the entire state of Florida, the, all those activists, they lack the ability to be able to write in a non-misleading way, we, the people of Florida, want to legalize weed. I mean, how simple does it, they want cartoon characters with it? And like, seriously, can we just, can it, can the ballot initiative be that? Like a picture of weed, a picture of a weed with the, the no sign on it. Check a box, you know? I, I, I think in legalization for Florida, it's going to be like dioramas. You're going to like take a picture, you know, draw a little thing of a guy smoking a joint. Be like, this is what we want. See this guy right here hanging out, not being harassed by the cops over here. All right, let's continue to parse bullshit words. Uh, The opinion continues. In other words, the proposed amendment establishes a quantitative floor below which an age-eligible person cannot be prosecuted, while at the same time authorizing the state and local governments to permit unlimited personal use of recreational marijuana. And although other sections of the proposed amendment leave open the possibility that, for example, businesses might decide to limit or prohibit the use of marijuana on their property, the proposed amendment itself does not limit the use of marijuana, but the ballot... Summary tells voters otherwise, period. I mean, like, you can't even legalize weed by ballot initiative because the Republicans that control the whole state up to the Supreme Court are confused by what you're asking about. Yeah, it just kills me that people wake up every day determined to to squash other people's rights that are citizens. Then at the same time, tell you to worry about a border wall. Oh, yep. Again, it is the exploitation of your amygdala. It's brilliant. And so basically, you just incense people. And then you really tap into those things until they're like, oh, my God, that's the worst, terrible, most unfair Hitler thing I've ever seen. And then yeah. you you shake them up so that they can be, you know, summoned, let's say, to a particular point, like on January 6th, and then called to action to do a specific thing. And they will. They will, yeah. you know, and, and meanwhile, in, in intelligent news and people who take it seriously, winemakers collaborate with weed growers on new cannabis appellation systems. But in wine magazine, I mean, this tells you cannabis is mainstream. Like, you know, this this whole like what is main, what is not main. You know, the only problem right now is you can still go to jail. <laughs> you, you know, people can't file regular banking, you know. These are the problems that the industry has. It's not that it's a crime itself. You know, majority of people, they they want appellations. They want they know it's not going to kill them. 
in fact, these varietals, it could help. So in September, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed Senate Bill 67 in the law, was set the stage for the California Department of Food and Agriculture Cannabis Appellations Program. Once the program, yeah, once the program uh, begins. How confused is Florida by this? I'm sorry. Yeah. A no. law that says Cannabis Appellation Program? The voters could be confused about what that means. Again, they're making fun of California because it was deemed an essential market industry. This, these bullshit, like, 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 why to be mad? Again, like I said, shake them all up and get them all started. People just need to focus and be like, look, I don't give about anybody else as long as you can not put me in jail and free the other people. Oh, that was the thing I was going to tell you about earlier about the Republican that said uh, he said that people aren't being arrested daily anymore, like for small amounts of weed. And it was as if that's a fucking go to to the argument. Oh, that, you know what? There's statistics on that. That's oh, yeah, not I mean, true. But even in, like, say, let's just pretend that you're in your pretend world. Let's say it's true, but there are still people sitting in jail right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, that doesn't make it any better. So that's why the, the thing has to change now and yesterday. Right. You know, it's not a matter of like people's lives are being, which they are. There are daily arrests in every state. But the thing is, there are people losing their lives at this moment. People not having a good Father's Day. Lance Glorb just missed his, I think, seventh Father's Day. That sucks. God damn yeah. it. And then Lance Glore uh, is one of those exhibits of prosecutorial discretion gone awry. Uh, however, the real big story is this uh, winemaker's collaboration with this new cannabis appellation system. And so now we have a government actually recognizing. And so one day, just like if you buy a bottle of Bordeaux or like a bottle of Rioja from Spain or a bottle of wine from Napa, uh, they will be able to say that this is that type of weed. And that is some branding stuff that would be different than just naming something runts uh, uh, and picking on somebody else's brand. Now, like it's being oh we it's 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 good because we are us exactly you know? and, and, and you know in california they does that has a potential you know we, we talked about with uh, uh the guy last week and how he thought like arizona would be the best appellation arizona you know location for growing you know, there's yeah there's places and so like that mediterranean climate yeah. where you have then you know i don't know what it with this i've never tried to grow weed in, in many places and, and so that'd be fascinating to see and uh, and to do wouldn't that well, be great? Let's go grow some weed in Greece. I hear it's nice there. But anywhere, I mean, this is the thing about farming. The, the seed is like, it takes a, it's hard. Like, like this girl has only survived on her own. You know, yeah. I did nothing to help. The, out of, out of five, this is the lone survivor. <laughs> and so she looks all right. Oh, no, she's beautiful. I, as a matter of fact, though, I, I wish I uh, uh, repotted her earlier. I, I, I'm afraid to move her out of that thing now. Like, like they're picky. She like, got I, enough dirt in there to get through the harvest? Yeah, I just I just know, like, they're temperamental when you move them out. So I'm like, oh, I, I will not upset her. I hope not. But, uh, uh, you know, it's it's well, it's, it's, it's hard. Real, man. I mean, it's it's hard. But then, like, let's go over the, the Appalachians now that they're going to have. So yeah. uh, Northern California's em- Emerald Triangle composed of Mendocino. Humboldt and Trinity counties. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. I mean, like it's going to be, Oh no, this is Mendocino grown or Humboldt grown or Trinity grown. Uh, that'll be fantastic. And so it's thanks to the intrepid group of growers and the California wine industry. And they created this process to identify quality cannabis according to where it is grown. And that is finally being formalized. And what about like a Martha Vineyards uh, cannabis, like places where 
grapes are grown on cannabis is supposed to grow exceptionally well as well right yep and that's one of the reasons why a lot of these uh, areas are quite close to uh, wine country in uh, america and then you know pacific northwest there's some good wines that come out of oregon and washington state you guys have decent wineries but like they, nobody's ever bragged about oh it's one of those illinois chardonnays <laughs> not yet I don't think it's going to happen, man. I think it could. I think potentially states would be competitive because this is one of those things where, you know, each dirt's different. And let's go down uh, to Chile and like lock up all that land then. And then let's start grab, growing some Chilean. Uh, would you like some Chilean sea bass and weed? Yeah. But, but you know what's funny though? Because like I was telling you about Mexico when I was in Mexico, and I got the same brick weed from 1990 when I was there. It's like, how is this possible in the land where I can get Vicodin volume and anything else I want over the counter? You have the shittiest weed in the world. Like, I, I used to do weed. Real winners <laughs> do drugs. And that's why. And alcohol. That's how Mexico's set up. I can get all the good tequila I want, but God forbid I wanted any good weed. I have to know somebody to know somebody to know somebody. And I wasn't going to be there that long. And this is from Mexico, which we have reported on this podcast, at least on three occasions, that it's legalized weed. Mexico still hasn't legalized weed. Mexico is the most, you know, um, Senator Schumer of all the countries when it comes to legalizing weed. It's we we did this. It's coming soon. We got this. It is not going anywhere. Hey, what do you think about the uh, uh, I heard there's a labor shortage out there. Oh, yeah. Labor shortage for what? Well, just for workers, you know, because as we come around this pandemic, uh, a lot of places are having uh, issues uh, uh, getting employees, especially as GM struggles to hire temps. Union boss says it would help to stop drug testing, which, duh. Duh. <laughs> and uh, duh news, um, which is yeah. duh. Uh, <laughs> about two months ago, General Motors uh, Flint assembly plant, UAW local 598, shop chairman Eric Welter realized something wasn't right. Uh, and so each week, he needed about 100 temporary workers to fill in for various shifts for the 5,100 hourly workers at the plant. And yet the yeah. staffing agency GM was using was sending them only 22 or 25. And they, they said, hey, what's what's what gives? I need more throughput than this. You got four or five times that they go. Uh, no, we don't, because uh, everybody's failing the drug tests. Right. And, and that's the thing, you know, we, we talked about before, uh, you know, just drug tests prove that you can't find the bad workers. It doesn't mean you're I caught them. Yeah, but, you know, they're trying to hire 450 part-time workers in the assembly plants in Flint and another 275 at a light-duty pickup plant in Fourth Wayne Assembly in Indiana. Uh, and G- GM is paying sixteen sixty-seven an hour for uh, and uh, health care and paid holidays and maybe a permanently a full-time position one day, and they still can't find people. That's You know what's weird, too, is like that is below Seattle's minimum wage. I think Seattle's minimum wage is $17. Uh, have you ever tried to go to Flint, Michigan and see how far that uh, $17 gets you as opposed to where it is in Seattle? I'm just saying it's just crazy how cost of living, so variety, you know. Oh, my different. gosh. This is one of the things that I do. Like one of my my company's strategic business model points is we will use an arbitrage system where we will be selling in Chicago, New York and like all these larger cities to big companies. Uh, and then we'll all be dispersely living in more affordable cities and hiring staff out of like Dayton, Ohio. Well, like, and then it's funny too because, like, here in in a city, it's a hell of expensive to live in, or whatever. Uh, you know, I'm paying ten dollars a gram for decent weed on the recreational side of things, mm-hmm. and you guys are still 
20 Damn. 25 a gram because uh, yeah. remember that one show that i did where i said hey i'm gonna go buy, buy a gram of legal illinois weed and so i did and then we reported on it and that was uh, where i had the receipt that was like 26 bucks you know it was 20 dollars yeah. for the gram and then six dollars for the uh the the taxes and that we'd look trash if i remember right it was trash yeah so uh, again the consumer in your end in, in in illinois is losing out here like washington i think we've had a head start simply because we had that medical market that was lawless and god damn it it was beautiful but uh you but know think about it like uh, this is the shop t- chairman of gm's fort wayne assembly plant now in Il- indiana is still illegal but uh, they believe that gm will get more job applicants if it stopped testing for marijuana use after amazon said they would do that amazon delivers all the fucking packages. Do you have any idea how many drivers work for Amazon? There was a guy in front of me at the dispensary yesterday when I was getting my weed. <laughs> Where'd he work? He had he had the prime jacket. Mm-hmm. He had the Amazon driver how jacket. How many Amazon drivers are there? Dude, there's 158,000 people commercially on the road and Amazon will not drug test them. It's it's insane, yeah. dude, like to see them that fleet leave in the morning cuz I live not too far from an Amazon uh dispensary or service center. Mm-hmm. And then I got caught up in the traffic one time at a light and I just kept seeing freaking Amazon Prime truck 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 after truck. It was like a no shit, like probably 2 300 of these fuckers in a row. And I was just like yeah. amazed. If your job is to professionally engage in going in traffic and stopping and like unhauling something, why on earth you don't want those people able to smoke weed is beyond me. Don't you know how stressful that job is? You have to deal with traffic and unloading somebody else's shit all day. It's like your life is a perpetual, like all you do is move. That's it. And, And you move somebody else's crap in traffic. Of course you need weed. Do you have any idea how many people will get shot if Amazon uh, drug tested? Because like another Amazon employee goes nuts after like trying to haul a a whole bunch of packages. I think you're onto something though, man. There's a reason why the the, the term postal was a thing. You don't hear about the term Amazoning. No. no, And now they they have more drug tests. The post office. Let's see. See, I think it's a federal job, right? You know. Yeah, that's it, brother. I love to serve in the military, but I'm just not giving up my weed. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Thing I'm I not. Think. I'm. Uh-uh. Was, I'm sorry. My health is is more important. But I mean, like, I can't serve my country if I'm not healthy. And then they say you can't do it if you're smoking weed, which of course makes no sense considering how many veteran points you get in this industry. And so it's just it, it's mind blowing and mind blowing. No, we live in the upside down, man. We live in the upside down. It is kind of fun, though. What else do we have in the news? Oh, we got that one MSO being sold. Another MSO is being sold. Cannabis MSO Columbia Care to buy Denver-based Medicine Man for $42 million. Hey, did you ever buy your your templates for your dispensary application for Medicine Man? Uh, Good news. They have a new owner. That new owner is Columbia Care. And uh, Medicine Man actually did have a facility in addition to four retail shops and a 35-square-foot cultivation facility. I'm not sure what the flowering canopy is on that simply because the facility can include in 35 thousand square foot what does that mean but it was 8.4 million in cash and 33.6 million in stock so uh the people who sold out think that that stock is going to go up i would imagine so or stay stable for you know a while i mean it's not going to climb not unless you go federal right unless as soon as that that, and i think probably that's what everybody's waiting for right just Mm -hmm. just just holding on to like whatever 
shitty marijuana website they got or created like i know once it's hit it's gonna hit fire man <laughs> like, yeah that's such garbage i mean like uh, i always like to yeah. think about cash flows and and uh, network support that you're going to need when it comes live and that's one of the things that they'll need so now columbia cares bought them and they had previously purchased the green solution uh in colorado and the eu and uh they have 18 states under licenses and they run 92 dispensaries uh, and another 30 cultivation facilities so columbia care is truly an mso i have no idea how good their weed is never tried it well i mean yeah at this point it's not like their weed you know they're they're so big that it's like it's their labels it's their brand you know right i mean but that was uh, that was a 4.5 EBITDA. And so that EBITDA is kind of low on uh, the cultivation vertical purchase side. So maybe the um, maybe the market's cooling off a little bit, uh, which is interesting. But, you know, when you're trying to do valuations for these companies, what type of EBITDA do you put on it? Uh, in the limited market states, the EBITDA tend to be a lot higher than in the open market states. And so that's, you know, Colorado's not necessarily an open market state, but it's closer you know, hey, at least it's got enough licenses so like you can make a sale like this, you know? Yeah. Is it 420 where you're at? Uh, no, it's not. It's 355, but do you need one? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, we just did the stock report. We might as well uh, roll this one up and then hit a 420 somewhere. Yeah, it just helps with the sun. <laughs> just helps with the sun. Uh, how is the weather out there for Father's Day, Mickey? It's a beautiful day. Uh, I think we're going to hit the high of 80. Um, I'm going to visit a friend later today. Uh, <clears throat> his dad passed from COVID, actually, while I was away. So just, uh, go hang out. Yeah, I mean, get your shots and all that stuff. If you're out there, do your part. Shit, oh, please man. do. Yeah, because it has just been so nice. And, like, everybody has been noticing a dip in the views. What I think is happening is a lot of people are like, hey, this, this is a fine podcast. I'll get to this later. Uh, and then they have to go out and and, and live a life because they got to skip last summer. And so I'm, I'm expecting it to be kind of a flat you summer. Can, but, you know, there's a lot of people to go out and see at the uh, trade shows, which will be fun. Oh, man, I can't wait to. to you're going to be out of here, what, next month? I'll be in Seattle uh, July 14th. I, I keep blowing deadlines on calendaring my stuff for that. Okay. Yeah. I need uh, you know, good good executive assistance. Just be like, please, just book the stuff. Help. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got, you got good problems to have, though, man. Staying busy is not the... Yeah. I mean, it, it could be a lot worse. It could be a whole lot worse. And that's uh, one of the reasons why it's not is because we have this podcast, and this is uh, just some of the best marketing that I've ever seen. You know, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps you busy. That's good. You know, and then, you know, as we, yeah, and I'm still working on writing. And then I think once I get enough more, I'll start doing more with the website later. Oh, yeah. But, you know, uh, the website has not been delivered yet. And so like that, oh, I, yeah. I really haven't seen any status on that. So hopefully we get some updates on them. But uh, website coming soon yeah and then i'll be more active i mean that's the words were mostly my thing and then the blogging video thing got weird i mean you know because I, I think you go through points like i i told you before i've been doing this, this is not my first rodeo where mm -hmm. you'll hit like a a weird share of like a million like even with our facebook page sometimes like i'll get like a weird like how the fuck this one cat smoking a joint just got shared a million times but yet 
this guy locked up when I share this gets two shares because Nothing one of makes- them is more. Uh, you have to understand that people are not turning to Facebook for uh, doomy shit, or, yeah. or unless they're like emo, and I'm not even sure if they used, still use that phrase anymore. They're usually looking for a lark. They're looking for something that's like oh, I like that. <laughs> End of thing. It's a it's a dopamine uh, shuffle as as opposed to like you know what we should fix these problems. That's it, man. <laughs> but it's been a beautiful day, and I wish you and everybody a happy Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy Father's Day, everybody. And thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We will see you on Wednesday. Okay.